0: And welcome to Independence, the FIC podcast. My name is Joel Murray. I'm the Communications and Media Officer for FIC, And I'm joined online by Ben Midgley. Hi, Ben. Hey, how are you doing? Hi. Uh, you are from Ebenezer Baptist Church in Mould. Correct, yeah. yeah. T- tell us Tell us about the, the church up in Mould, or where, where is Mould? What's the yeah, area yeah. that you're in? Where, where's the church? What are you all about?
1: So, um, Mould is North East Wales. And, you know, for people who are kind of looking for a, a locator, I suppose we're about 20 minutes over the border from uh, Chester, 25 minutes from Chester. <clears throat> I guess Liverpool is our nearest big city. And But you, once you're into Wales, they've got all these market towns that are dotted out at sort of equidistance across the whole kind of – there's about 700,000 people in North Wales, North East Wales, North Wales generally. And uh, we're in one of these market towns. It's a very healthy little market town, and the church here – It goes right back into the, you know, the 1800s and before probably early Baptists and stuff, but they've just been really blessed with evangelical ministry and progressive thinking pastors who've moved the the ministry forward and kept it going and been prepared to sell old buildings and move to new ones and build things. And Mm -hmm. uh, so there's always been sort of like a bit on a front foot. And so I've come in just. Back in 2019, just before lockdown and stuff, there'd been a vacancy for a year uh, to pick up the reins on what was already quite uh, an active and moving congregation. Um, Yeah, real nice cross-section of ages um, across across the church um, and yeah, healthy sort of mix of different kinds of ministries reaching into different parts of our community and serving the old and the young alike and stuff. So yeah, we're well, I think we're well established in the town as being, we are probably the, the largest congregation in the town. Um, okay. uh, and the fact that that's an evangelical church with quite high profile is a real blessing. It's a real blessing. Yeah. 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 People know the know the church
0: great and yeah. uh, in in north wales is, is it welsh speaking is it a mix? is it english what what how how does that work
1: yeah so i think wales north wales is probably about 20% 30% welsh speaking um, mm. and but as you go to the west of the country it, those um, proportions go up significantly so you might have 40 50% whereas mm. as you come to the east it gets lower sort of 10 15 but i'd say probably 10, 15% of our congregation are first language Welsh or speak Welsh fluently. Wow. Um, and I mean, my Welsh is um, it's a dip and back, you know, it's a little bit really, you know, okay. uh, but um, I, I'll uh, say
0: un-po, unpo in French. <laughs> well, same thing. yeah,
1: same thing. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, but I do think, you know, even just sort of, you know, starting a service with Crois or Pal, you know, any yes, which is like welcome people in the name of Jesus.
0: Right.
1: Just kind of, you know, they're they're a really important part of of Wales, Welsh culture and it's really important just to yeah, definitely recognise that. Um but it's an English service and uh but I think as you go to West Wales the Welsh language is um you know there are the Welsh speaking churches and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. here mostly it's English speaking over this side, yeah.
0: Yeah. Great. All right, we're gonna talk about uh, the Pray for a Hundred guide. Mm. I did notice we've got a couple of Ebenezers in the guide and more than that across FIC. I wondered the question, do you have to explain what Ebenezer means to, to people? How, yeah. how does that work?
1: Yeah, right, indeed. Good. so um so the we do a big outreach at Christmas time. We do a big carol service and mm. uh you know, a bit of a preach and stuff and um I do a whole thing the last couple of times on Ebenezer Scrooge. And actually, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's somebody who is really transformed um, and becomes, his life has changed. And we forget that, you know, you think of Ebenezer as being this very negative yeah, uh, yeah. connotation, the villain sort of thing. But actually, he's the person who gets converted in a way and, you know, c- comes out differently. Um, so I tend to make a feature out of that. And people, the, Ebenezer was such a popular chapel name Mm. uh it means uh the stone of god's help it was a marker point you know to build a stone chapel was to say you know the lord has helped us to this point and mm. so it was very common um yeah so it's an opportunity to say and we've got a big sign inside the church ebenezer the lord has helped us so like to try Great. and help people kind of get mm. a grip on what that's about um and a lot of people just know us as ebb um okay um or the baptists and right. th- there's a there's a the town's got a slight slope to it and there's Top Church, which is the Anglican uh, Church in Wales Church. And then we're also known as Bottom Church because we're <laughs> at the sort of, you know, the, the oi polloi end of town sort yeah. of thing, you know.
0: Oh, great. That's really cool. Uh, so yeah. in the Pray for 100 guide, um, if people are watching, I've got it here right here. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can look online on the FIC website as well to all the things in there. There's 100 different mission initiatives across Britain um, that are collected here. Uh, for encouragement and also to pray for number 30 is ebenezer baptist church in mold and it says ebenezer baptist church planted into buckley a local town four years ago over lockdown the plant took a number of hits and the team was recalled pray for wisdom as the church reflect on lessons learned and look to replant in the the church at some point in the future and pray for the team to be renewed refreshed and re-energized so that's what uh, we're going to be talking yeah, a little bit about today. Um, it's maybe not one that you might expect. Looking through a, a book full of all the kind of mission work that's going on around the country. Yeah. Um. It was 2018. Is that when when the church plan happened? In yeah, I
1: think it probably goes back a little bit before that. But yeah, I mean, it okay. was certainly it was in play by 2018, fully in play. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: And Ebenezer's uh, planted other churches in the past, yeah. so. C- can you tell us a little bit about the kind of story for this church planting to Buckley? Yeah, sure means.
1: Means? yeah, so there was a history of a lot of missionaries connected with the church. There's a real heart for mission generally, uh, it, more internationally. But I think the, the the emphasis started to move towards local mission, and we sent our first mission team, as it were, to a small cluster of villages. Doing it was more like a, a mission outpost um, in, in a cluster of villages around a place called Pantamon. that was been going for about twelve years. And then a couple of years after that. We did a church plant in a town called Denby, which is um, maybe about 30 minutes from here, more in, into Welsh Wales, as it were. and um, And that's upstanding. You know, it's a really you know, established young church now, which is really, really exciting. Yeah, Daphne Cunningham God. and his wife Amanda there. It's been tough. It was really, it's a, planting church is really tough. I mean, you know, yeah. um, and, but, you know, they've got this good fruit there. And the encouraged bowl of that, the real concern was to sit then also to look at Buckley, which is really our neighboring town. It used to be quite a small kind of adage to to Malt, but it's now grown and grown with kind of uh, Barrett Britain kind of housing and lots of kind of commuter, properties relatively mm-hmm. affordable and people can commute to Manchester and Liverpool and these sort of places for work. So it's quite attractive and it's grown. It's quite, it's bigger than mold now. And uh, the church is there. There are churches there, but they tend to serve the old community the, the, that were established, you know, from the when the town was quite small. And this wider community is not really engaging. It probably doesn't even shop in the town. It probably, you know, they, it's very much uh, transient. Mm. So, that kind of vision of um, how the Lord makes a people, whether of people who aren't a people, you know, to make right. a community out of people who aren't a community. We just really wanted to see um, a new church there. There's a lot of people who are unchurched. Um, and. So, yeah, there'd been a lot of prayer for some considerable time. This was a, this was a long-term burden to to, prep, to pre, um, plant into Buckley. And then suddenly, like providentially, all these things started to come together. So we'd had a bit of experience with church planting anyway. And in, in addition, we got a grant from Word Alive to support uh, a ministry trainee. We got an American, fully funded, turned up, looking to do church planting in Wales. Um, and we we had a number of people move into the area and buy property in Buckley who wanted to come to Ebenezer. Yeah. So, you know, there'd been prayer, there was these kind of providences all coming together and the church mm. kind of gathered itself up and got bold and and said, right, we're going to start this work. And, you know, the church planter, uh, Jonathan was, you know, very active, very sociable and, you know, getting out amongst people and, this younger chap Mike who's working with him, you know, had a lot to learn. We were hoping he might sort of develop into the, you know, the pastor, I suppose, over time. Um and yeah, they they would they were making a really good start and they found a good location. And um I think yeah, so rather than looking at sort of perhaps of why we've pulled it at the moment, but but what, what then happened was COVID, of course. That was a big feature. Yeah. And uh, Jonathan uh went back to the states um and we were all a bit you know very sad and sorry that he he wanted to do that um there were health issues to do with his family i think i think the truth is the church had hit a number of quite significant health issues within the group um Mm -hmm. which were quite uh, absorbing and anyway jonathan went back to the states covid (laughs) mike who's relatively inexperienced uh we Brought him in under our own staff team uh, as, an, as an assistant pastor and tried to support him through that. And he did an absolutely sterling work through through the lockdown, um, just holding it all together. He's a very relational guy anyway and kept the group together. And there were some real personal hardships, from, you know, um, going on within the group. But by his own admission, he just did not feel equipped to pastor the church or let alone do church planting, that kind of more missionary evangelistic giftings. So we, enc- we encouraged him actually to apply for a post uh, as an assistant pastor. He went down to Kent, and he's got a great job down there working with a the pastor there. Okay. So, so the senior kind of people were and 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 work we tried to recruit to see if we could find somebody who could pick it up for us um and fic was very helpful with that we had some really good candidates and we had one particular couple they were absolutely fantastic couple and we went into an elders meeting and just all of us went in there assuming we were going to appoint them it was so strange but honestly unanimously we all came away with this sense of it's a no and um And we all had absolute peace about it. It was a most unusual experience, really. Mm. Um, We just felt like we were putting them in too far into the deep end. It wouldn't be responsible for them or for the better, because church planting is tough. Um, And so the next decision was like, here we are, they're they're there at this little group, and we could just supply the pulpit, as it were. But really what you've got there is just another small group needing pulpit supply. But to plant a church, you need more than just a pastor or pulpit supply. You need a church planting team and a group of people who they've gone into this with that vision and desire and that prayerful desire to to be a mission team together rather than a a congregation, a pastoral congregation who want pastoring and teaching and all that has to happen. But do you you know what I mean? There's another whole raft of activity. So yeah, we, it was, we talked and prayed with them at length and, and in a way they, they were kind of relieved, not, they were, you know, heartbroken in one sense, but they, i tell you what, though, Joel, I mean, I'm still answering your question here. They built such an incredible bond between them. Mm. Um, and now they're like, there's a house group and quite a few of them are still in that house group as part of Ebenezer again, and they've settled back in extremely well. Um, but but there's something really special happened in those few years, um, not only in the terms of the outreach that they did, but, but really amongst themselves in terms of the way they've grown in the Lord um, and been together in some really tough circumstances. Mm. So there's lots of good things coming out from it all, um, but without, I don't think anybody's lost any sleep that this wasn't the right decision. And I guess talking to other church planters, lot i think about a third of church plants return to their and it's right. good to talk about it and yeah, it's good sure. to um manage expectations and help people to be reasonable and see the pastoral needs of the group in concern and you know doesn't mean we can't go in again the yeah. Lord opens the door, does it? It's, it's sure. just it's just how it is for now. And everybody really got a lot of peace about it, right across the eldership and into the church and amongst the group at Buckley as well. So yeah, that's where we've landed.
0: Yeah. And it's really interesting. sometimes you're wondering where, where's the Lord leading? And all the things seem to slide into place. So you think, right, well, this has this has to be yeah. there's no coincidences, is it? It's of the yeah. Lord. And it doesn't work out. And you're like, what? Was it of the Lord? Oh no! What God? Can we ever know God's will?
1: But I, I
0: mean, I think that's why it's important to talk about this kind of thing when it doesn't go as you expect, because it doesn't mean that it wasn't the Lord's will. No, absolutely. And and some of those good things, like the um the group bonding together, well, and and getting to know people, getting to know each other, and building those relationships, is just wouldn't have happened if if this this wasn't going on
1: honestly and it's raised profile and it's it's not it's this there there has been a lot of very positive things but I I Mm. just literally before I came on I was just I was flicking through my um, uh, news feed and various memes came up and there's one that said uh, it was a little drawing of God's will and it was a little man standing in a straight line he's on his bike and it's a straight line ahead of him and then uh, no my will that was and then God's will and then it's like all these bumps
0: and up and down (laughs) (laughs) and down.
1: (laughs) and you know he's able isn't he to take you through and navigate you through the realities of life and disabuse Mm. you of some of your own um ideas and things and that's actually a really healthy process of sanctification and Mm. testing of faith which makes you grow so we're counting it all joy beloved (laughs) you know um yeah i think looking looking reflecting on the work i think as well it's given us a chance to actually stop and, and COVID generally did this for us as a church. We we were quite, uh, I wouldn't say maybe overextended, it's not maybe the right phrase, but we had tentacles out in lots of different ways. And COVID forced all of us, didn't it, to regroup and rethink and consolidate and assess what things we do and how well we do them and hmm. why we do them. Um, and, yeah, looking at it, I think if the Lord grants us another opportunity, um, I definitely would say we'd spend longer preparing the group, more less concerned about whether they geographically just happened to live in the right place and more concerned about whether they had a sense of desire and calling to be yeah. part of something. That um, And the church planter clearly was, in a way, more under the uh, authority of sending churches back in the States and that agenda than he right. was, even though he's an elder with us. It's not a criticism, it's just an observation. I think it's really important to be working with people that were working on the same project mm. under the same sort of canopy. Um, and I think that was a bit of a weakness. Um, yeah. So some healthy lessons learned there, I think. And we've been talking a lot to people like uh, Acts 29 and Cornerstone um, Collective that do quite a lot of church planting initiatives quite near to us in the Wirral and Liverpool. Yeah. Um, they've been very helpful to kind of help us to rethink, start rethinking. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. And the, the other thing we're involved with, because I mean, North Wales is a strange situation. It used to be very densely populated, it had a very dense Christian population, um, very full churches, and, you know, the revival, obviously, back in the day and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, but it's really been depleted. I mean, it's this very large area. Uh, with very disparate communities. And um, we're really concerned about how to see North Wales repopulated and replanted. And I, and I think it's made us start to work more closely with other churches around the region and say, maybe just doing it on our own isn't the answer. Maybe we need to collaborate with mm. other churches who also have a stake in that part of the world and a concern for mission, local mission. And I would say there's some rich... Uh, relationships that have been developed. Um, we're starting to get initiatives to actually pray together across the region to about these things, try to identify ways we can practically support each other. So it's slow. It may take – Josh is very good about this. It may take, you know, generation. You know, it may take more. Yeah. We may not see the, the results of our labors. But there's no reason not to make a start, is there? It's uh, yeah. not to be overwhelmed by that and just um, have another go.
0: Yeah. It so- sounds like um, God's already been answering those prayers – from your entry in the guide about reflecting and thinking then about planting into the future, is there anything kind of more concrete in the, in the plans, in the going, or is it that kind of relationship building and long-term thinking still?
1: Yeah. So, um, so there is the beginnings of something actually Um, Mm. might be premature to say too much, but what's quite been quite interesting as well. One of the questions we've been asking in this group, Reach North Wales is what are the, uh, the, the kind of red lines in terms of who we work with and who we don't work with in collaboration. And, you know, we want to see like-minded evangelical churches, um, but we accept that not all churches, you know, there might be different views on the gifts or different views on women in ministry or different, you know, where, where are the red lines, those sort of things. And we've actually started um, talking to um, a Presbyterian uh, group who mm-hmm. have got somebody who is concerned about doing some church planting, and they're interested in church planting in Wales. So they're not in independency, and but we agreed that really, in a way, they're absolutely evangelical. We, I don't personally share their views on baptism or uh, or on the on church governance, but I know that these are gospel people, and um, would we want to support them if they were going to do that? Yes. Yes, we would. I mean, I'd much rather they did it than nothing got done, you know, so like yeah. um, so that might be it might be that it's not us directly. Um, and so there is a there is a chap who is is expressing interest in that. So I value prayer for that. I'm, I've I've received a couple of emails from people who've been praying for us around the country. I was just oh, so great. thrilled about that. Um, so. Yeah, I think there has been some answers to prayer there. I'm very grateful for that. And the, and the other thing we did practically um, was in it just the, in the financing of things. We have quite a, a large percentage, nearly 20% of our budget goes to mission uh, of all the income that comes into the church. Hmm. But we decided to actually siphon off a proportion of that strictly for, for church planting. So we're sort of already digging um in to make sure that the finances are there for whatever the next project is. And I think church planting budgets across the country, if people were doing that, um, because often what happens is you get people and stuff happens, but then you go, oh, we haven't got any money or something. So, (laughs) you know, you just start canvassing around. But if a few of us, you know, work together and we've got these perhaps modest budgets, but we can collaborate Mm. um, because in the end, I mean, money is just a small part of the whole mix. You, It's it's the right people with the right desires. And um, yeah. it is very self-sacrificing work. There's no doubt about it. You do expose yourself in lots of ways. But some people are just natural and great at that. They're gifted for it. God gives these gifts to the church, doesn't he? And it's, But making sure that we can resource them as they appear mm. uh, and we're not left kind of, you know, could you do it for nothing <laughs> or something like yeah. that and in practice it may, it's just not not realistic you know the families yeah. and all the rest of it so we'd love we'd love to see that's not just one whatever the project in buckley is we'd love to see not just one but two couples two leaders together going into it. i think it's really important to have um a colleague with whom you mm. serve and share and support um for the well-being of the person in question for the leaders themselves um, and to to not worry about being part of uh, either a Presbyterian consistory or something like that, or part of an f i c fellowship of churches, or in submission to a local church. I think it's really important these these folks are plugged in, well plugged into the local church, and are, yeah. not overly exposed out on their own. You wouldn't do that with a child. You wouldn't put a baby out. You know, you you, you nurture. It needs nurture yeah. over and patience over what can be quite a long period of time.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's really, really interesting about that kind of partnership and who would we be happy to partner with? That's what we've been talking about in the local conferences this year. Right. About, uh, yeah, where, where's the kind of boundaries and, and, yeah, think about working with, with other, other gospel churches that are evangelical. Maybe we wouldn't be in the same church together, but that doesn't mean that we can't work for this kind of thing. So that's really good, good yeah, to think through. Indeed. I was going to um, ask about some, some people who might be listening, uh, in other places of the country, not, not, uh, yeah, North West Wales, North East Wales, (laughs) (laughs) who are thinking the same kind of thing. So there's a, there's an area nearby um, Mm -hmm. and it's growing and growing and growing and it needs a gospel presence. We really like to get in there or maybe they've done that and they've kind of done the plant and it's maybe not working so well. So they're kind of two different types of people. Do you have kind of a a bit of advice? We've already talked about various things already, but for that, for that person who's thinking through that and listening now, Mm -hmm. what would you, how could you uh, counsel them?
1: So I'd say in terms of church planting people considering a church plant mm. um there must be a healthy leadership at the church that's doing the planting that's your primary healthy mm. leaders healthy churches so that's your 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 baseline you've got to really be in a good place yourselves because it's going to stretch you and you need to have the inner capacity and resources and That will be manifest, if you've got those capacities, that will be manifest in the life of the church. And we've been talking a lot about, um, and people like Ray Ortland and other people have been very helpful on this, about gospel culture, that Mm -hmm. that it's not just we say the right thing at the front and then we tell people to go and do it. There's a gradual formation of a culture that responds to the gospel in truth. So, like, you know, a desire for mission is not just we preach on mission, now go and do a mission. It's you preach your mission and then the desire and hunger for mission, the appetite for mission is formed and it becomes part of the, the conversation and the prayer mm-hmm. life of the church. So you get healthy leaders, healthy churches, and church planting is the overflow of the healthy church. It doesn't have to be one congregation, it could be several con- congregations in collaboration in some way, as long as you all agree what the lines are. But but it is the overflow of the healthy church. So I'd say that is your kind of audit. Um and don't don't hurry it um make sure you're you know you got, got all those uh things established um and get the and get the team who are coming together, people who've got this appetite and trust with each other and don't hurry them into the field. Um get them get them with a sense of preparation. Yeah. Um get your team right. So that's that's perhaps and then for people who are perhaps struggling uh out with a with one of their church plants mm-hmm. i mean one of our church plants you know it's the denby church plant they've really been through the mill at times um and uh, especially you know i i have the utmost respect for their perseverance and there is sort of a point where you can sort of you know people just get left in the field and they just plow on and they get there and it's amazing and thank yeah. god for it um but that I think even in that case, you just have to be prepared to just not think you can just drop that team and just go. You've got to just, when they're struggling, you've got to be prepared to lean in perhaps over the next decade or more. Um, mm. So it might just, you might have to just, if it's the, the church plant's struggling, you may have to dig deep and get the resources internally to to invest again um, and not think that, well, I've done it at the beginning and off it goes. Mm. Um but there is also clearly times where you just, it is time to pull it and regroup and regather. And um, I guess it's kind of different. You've bought a building and things like that, but um, there are other ways to resource a group um, or take a break. Uh, it's a very, very difficult decision to reach, but in our case, yeah. all I can say is there was a great deal of u- unanimity and agreement and sense of it being right and good. And it, that it wasn't like, and even a retreat can be the best next step. Yeah, um, and it's foolhardy sometimes. It's foolhardiness to to press on, uh, where angels fear to tread, kind of thing. And yeah. Um, yeah, but it does leave an ache. We are aching to, to see. It, it does prick your pride as well. And that's no bad thing. <laughs> uh, so, um, but it does leave a, an ache for for getting back out in the field. We'd love to see. Buckley blessed with a with a new a new church. There's so sure. many people there um, who I think um, yeah we just we just have a concern for have a concern yeah. for yeah.
0: Mm. That's really helpful to think mm. about that the healthy leadership of the the kind of sending church first. That's really important, and then yeah. that plurality as well of leaders. So it's not just all on one person to make the massive decisions. Um, and that yeah that unity was real. It sounds like it was real help. To so, get yeah, to make that final call, definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. So as yeah. we coming to an end, running out of time, uh the entry in pray for hundred guide was about a year ago now or so. Mm-hmm. um So yeah, we've <laughs> we've been praying for wisdom and all that kind of stuff. If uh, people want to pray now, kind of year on, how how are things? Can you t- tell us one thing that we can praise God for? One thing we can pray for you. Uh,
1: well, praise God for the team has come back in such good shape and all the all various people concerned are now established in new situations and it's all kind of, yeah, very, very encouraging from that side. Okay. Um, what to pray for? Well, there is this flicker of uh, interest in something that we'd love to see fan into mm-hmm. something established. Um and we've we're gathering people from around the region and anybody else is interested to pray for North Wales and that's coming up in July is just like an online meeting that we're gonna do. But just those kind of initiatives that we're not just ourselves but across the area, that believers across the area would really unite with a passion to pray and that the Lord would then lead us into shared action and with would see churches planted and revitalized in North Wales.
0: Great. That's that's the Reach North Wales group, is it? Reach North Wales, yeah. yeah. How can people find out about that if they want to get involved?
1: It's online. Yeah, we've got we've got websites to and uh, the, the prayer meeting, uh, probably by an email and stuff like that. If somebody wants to get in touch with Ebenezer Baptist Church at and send me an email. We can send you a link if you'd like to join us to pray. Yeah. But, I mean, I appreciate this podcast. It may have passed by the time this goes Let's out. But, we uh, we'll, <laughs> hopefully we'll still, still be praying uh, even then. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, let me pray for you now before we finish. Thanks, Joel. Thank you very much. Thank you, Father God, for Ebenezer and the many years that you have uh, brought faithful believers uh, into your church there and all the work that you've done through that church. We thank you for the church plants that we've spoken about, the various ones, the one in Denby that is going well. Uh, we do thank you for this church plant in Buckley, and even though it didn't go as expected, we praise you that through difficulties and, um, and strife that you have brought some good out of it. Thank you for those who have benefited through it, who've grown, who've built relationships. Thank you for those who were reached in that area as the church was going as the church plan was going on. And we thank you that um that team have come back. They've come back in good shape. They've come back uh, with lessons learned, with uh, able to share. And we pray for Buckley that you will bring a church there through whatever that might look like into the future. I pray that you would give uh, ben and Ebenezer and other churches up in that part of Wales, uh, great wisdom to know what that might look like. We pray that you would uh, bless them, you bless that town, uh, build your church there, and that you would save many people in Buckley. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So, thanks,
1: thanks so much for your prayers. Ben
0: yeah thank you for sharing as well your experience being honest about that as well has been really helpful Glad. and thanks, thanks for people who've been watching listening as well hope you enjoyed it found it helpful if you did please like and share and comment and all that kind of stuff so people can find it and we'll see you next time thanks ben great thanks